Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. What you gonna do, brother? Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Oh, hell yeah. This is New Amsterdam Radio. It starts now. And well, it's your boy, Flo Beto. Flo Bo Boys, the mayor, lifelong wrestling fanatic. <laughs> I said it before and I'll say it again. I learned practically everything about life through the auspices of the wrestling arts and sciences. And my guest this week, Hamzamania, is actually a working professional wrestler. He's also a comedian and a good family person and an overall nice dude. Before I get into why this interview was super fun and important, just want to say thanks so much for checking out New Amsterdam Radio, the crown jewel, if you will, as I say in the intro, see what I did there, of the New Amsterdam Entertainment Network. Learn more at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, Amsterdam.com. And yes, this show has nothing to do with Amsterdam, Netherlands, but I get that question pretty often. Now, Hamza Mania is somebody I met in my previous life as a digital host at this network that doesn't exist anymore. But since then, he and I have collaborated plenty of times on a lot of my shows, What's Up Flobo After Hours and Draped in Gold. And that's just not to say uh, he's not doing his own thing as a professional wrestler with Knox Pro Wrestling here in Southern California. So being able to catch up with Hamza was so much fun because he's doing the dang thing in the pandemic and all of that jazz. You can learn a lot about what it takes to hustle despite challenges external and internal in today's episode. So I hope you thoroughly enjoy it. But before I get to that, just want to say that you got to follow us on that social media handles. You know what I'm saying? The social media is, if you will, at New Amsterdam on that Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Now, without further ado, my chat with Humza Mania. Brother. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for your creatives. It is I, the mayor, hanging out in the mayor's office with someone who I met in one sphere, but has transcended to so many other spheres. Give it up for Humza Mania, brother. Humza, how you doing? Uh, Flo Beto, I didn't hear the theme song at the beginning. I'm very disappointed. I know it's a different podcast, but man, how are you doing? Mayor now? Key to the city? Yeah, you're the only person that likes that theme song. <laughs> Everyone is <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> All you need is that one fan, man. All you need is that one fan. Take you straight to the moon. So so dumb. I don't know why I had that song made. Uh, but yeah, Kansas City, man. It's a city for creatives. If you have an idea, you are a citizen of New Amsterdam. That's kind of the deal. Kind of oh, I like it. I like it. Very clever. Yeah. Well, let's talk about cleverness my boy like, look at that that's a transition i'm talking about when i first when i first met you it was due to the auspices of hosting but i was told that you're a comedian so i think of you as a comedian first but uh you're doing way more than that so the question i have is that if you're at a party what do you tell people they say what do you do oh man i've actually switched to the word performer now performer and producer because it's like the easiest way to encompass everything um I, I i honestly feel like everything i'm doing is kind of in the same realm of stuff it's just different avenues if you will does that make sense yeah like if you're a financial advisor right and i financially advise bank of america or TikTok, it's two completely different companies but almost the same thing you're doing in each so i guess i explain myself as a performer and a producer you don't go into details of what you actually perform you just go performer they, <laughs> they will when they, they ask follow-up questions right like 
Imagine going to a party and be like, hey, guys, I'm Hamza. I'm a comedian, podcast. I'm a pro wrestler. I'm also a manager in pro wrestling. I also produce pro wrestling shows, commentary, and refereeing. Like, it's it's going to sound a little pompous and a little stupid. So there's a certain <laughs> things that I do to uh, open up that conversation. If they want to talk more about it, we can go more in depth. Oh, I like it. I, I say live entertainment professional. I like the way you say it. I'm a performer. Performer. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm Book me whenever. Whatever you need me to perform for, I'll be there. Birthday parties, weddings. Actually, I'm going the wrong route now. Now I'm, now I'm trying to be you and Jack Jack uh, Jack Farmer with the, the the DJing services. Yeah, yeah, that's where the money's at. Uh, but but do you still consider yourself a comedian? Because it feels like you don't do that as much these days. Yeah, it's it's Corona has stopped my comedian momentum big time because there's not been many shows and. God, virtual shows were just so awful. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone that supported, though. Like, people really try to support. But if it's just so, like, you know, someone would talk, say a joke, it would cut out halfway, someone would start laughing, then you hear, a, uh, like, air in the background. So it didn't hit for me. So I kind of pulled back from comedy. Uh, I've, been getting, I've been getting some emails about new shows coming up and whatnot. I'm just going to wait a little bit longer until we're able to have, like, full crowds because it's just not fun with, like, eight people in the audience who, who you know, are afraid to laugh or whatever it is. So can we talk about that for a second? Because no, like, I, I, we have to, man. Because I was like, well, Corona's coming. I'm not going to do any comedy. But then you had a comedy show. I'm like, oh, man, Hums never asked me to do anything. Let me step <laughs> up. Uh, and, and it was an awkward experience telling a joke in my living room, not even headlining in my living room. I had to go on, like next to last. <laughs> and having people <laughs> with their mics off, their cameras off. It's a whole different thing, man. But I thought you, I thought you loved it. Uh, it's. I love the 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 uh, turnout we had, right? I love the uh, my my biggest nerves were coming from. Can I produce a comedy show? Will it be successful monetarily, right? Like financially, would it be successful for us? Can I hit a certain goal I'm trying to reach? It was more of a of a proving to myself I could put something together and have quality acts. Uh, unfortunately, I th I think the show would have done wonderful. I think the show would have done wonderful with the lineup we had if it was live, right? Okay. It's yeah. like it's like live shows, just like. You go to Broadway, you go to Cirque du Soleil, and they don't let you videotape it because it's not the same as being there, interacting with the crowds and playing and feeding off of them. Same with wrestling. Uh, right. uh, comedy, we, wanted, we, we need that laughter. We need to be able to react off people because if they're not feeling it, we need to know that so we can switch our comedy. We can switch the direction we're going. It's not yeah. all like pre-rehearsed. So I thought it was successful financially. Yes, uh, everyone was very generous. People were very uh, much happy to support all of us, which I loved. However, the show itself, if I was to just grade that show, uh, yeah. It didn't turn out as, as nice as I wanted it to. Oh, you got to give yourself props for even trying to build a platform despite a global pandemic, man. Like, yeah. that, that takes ingenuity and props to that. And you always are about that that resourcefulness, you know, the American dream, if you will. Thank you. Uh, but but the other side of Hamza, man, I, I'm on the Instagrams. I'm, I'm checking you out, man. I see the, the Facebook post. You are a professional wrestler. Not someone who's a fan. Not someone who talks about their buddies. You actually take the bumps. Um, question, <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I love professional wrestling. I love live performances in general. And out of all the aspects out there, whether it's comedy or even stage plays and stuff, pro wrestling seems to be the most that uh, that it comes on the most. It has the most availability for platforms for you to perform as many different angles you can go, whether it's serious or comedy or sadness or aggression or tell a story. Right. So I absolutely love the wrestling world because of that. And I love pro wrestling in general. Now, I don't want to be somebody that comes into a, 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 a venue and there's these wrestlers, these big guys who are beating themselves up, putting their bodies through hell to put on these performances. And then I take away their spotlight by just coming in and telling jokes and just being that guy that doesn't go through that pain and that kind of like, you know, uh, training, if you will. So out of respect for them, I decided that I want to also get in the ring and train. It hurts. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I'm not even built for this. I feel like sometimes, but, yeah. but. 
but I like to be there with them so they could have that respect level of, of if I'm going to take away from their spotlight, I want to give back somehow, some way. So if they ever need yeah. to do something with me in the ring, uh, I'm there. Show me what I can do. Tell me the bumps I could take. What moves do you want to give? What moves do you want to take? I'm all there. Like, I want to really, really make sure I have every avenue open to deliver the best performance I can. How does your 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 friends and family? You know, yo, I'm going to do a wrestling school. They're like, oh hell yeah, I'm so they're like, what? No, they think I'm an idiot uh, for many reasons. <laughs> like <laughs> the lack of support from my friends and family. My siblings, however, are acting different because they've known me since I was a kid, and all I've ever done is wrestling, this, this, and that. Everything has revolved around wrestling. I had my own backyard wrestling promotion. I did, you know. So wow. they know that this is something I enjoy doing. Uh, everyone else is like doesn't make sense. You're smart, so you could do this. Uh, you're funny, so you could continue comedy. You could do X, Y, and Z. Hosting, you're good. You're a mouthpiece. But the passion and love I get out of it, it's like wrestling makes me excited, you know? And yeah. I wouldn't be an American if I wasn't pursuing my happiness. That's definitely true. Life, liberty, and pursuit. So the question I have for a lot of people like that decide to jump despite the lack of support is what pushed you then? If you couldn't lean on like the friends and family, what made you go, no, this is something I have to do. I got to try it out. I got to somehow get hit in the face for a living. <laughs> um, so along with my family, I was the same person in my head saying, you can't really do this. So yeah. I decided, you know what? I, let me at least reach out to, to a, any place that'll let me at least take a bump in the ring and just see how it feels. I really wanted to see how it felt. I wanted to know what it felt like to fall in that ring. So I reached out to uh, uh, Rikishi's uh, school here, Rikishi and Reno's school here in uh, Van Nuys, Knox Pro. And they invited me down for free one day. I went down, I checked it out. It was Rikishi was there, Miro was there from AEW. And they're basically like, let's see what you got. Got me in the ring, had me do a few roles and stuff. And I just really enjoyed how I felt at the end of it. I was hurting, but I enjoyed how I felt at the end of it. So yeah. naturally I signed up and I said, let's see where this is go. I want to be able to prove to myself and everyone else out there that I can do this if I wanted to do this. Were you an athlete before? Or is this definitely <laughs> some of a fulfillment thing? No, I mean, they keep asking that too because they're like on your bio and stuff. What did you for uh, athleticism or what kind of uh, sports did you play and stuff? And honestly, yeah. I was just I was just an active kid growing up. You know, I like yeah. to be outdoors. I like my trampoline. I practice a lot of stuff on that. So a lot of the falling and stuff, the not the technique, but the feeling of it was already there because I used to jump and fall on my back on my trampoline and do flips and stuff. So... Um, never an athlete, but surprising myself on a daily basis of different things I can do, uh, different things I'm capable of, which makes me a lot happier because I've always been this guy. I've never yeah. been like this guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the brain guys have the wrong guy. Yeah. So I, when I was a kid, SmackDown was a favorite show because I didn't have cable, right? So yeah. I got to be wrestling every week. UPN. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> oh, the throwback. Everybody hates Chris, yo. Uh, and I remember seeing Rikishi out there, you know, doing the dancing, doing the stink faces and things like that. But fast forward a couple of years, I was scrolling through Facebook, and Rikishi is like bawling. You know, just just tear it up that he's able to work with you and call you part of the family. And I, I have to say that, hey, look, I know I'm done with the aircraft. So, like, <laughs> imagine the world gets so much smaller. What's that like for you? I mean, you actually get to, like, interact with someone that we grew up with. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy part. At first, it was surreal. Like, I would get a text message and just, like, a 13-year-old a girl, I'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> he texts me. And then I would have to sit there and think through my text messages. Don't say something stupid. Don't say something off. Make sure it makes sense, right? Uh, but now it's just like it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a friendship now. It's it's more of like a, he's a mentor. Obviously, he's like my dad. He calls himself my dad all the time. So it's almost like it's just so natural. It's just he's a cool guy. He yeah. loves his students. If he sees something in you, he's gonna try to polish that up for you. Uh, whether, there's so many people that that like 
Sometimes I feel like people are disrespectful towards him and he yeah. still tries to help them out. He still tries to give them opportunity. He still brings them back in. So he's just a genuine, genuine guy. I think anyone at Knox Pro will get the same access to him. It's just yeah. that you got to be able to take it and, and, you know, use it to your advantage. But at the same time, don't take advantage. Oh, oh, absolutely. Don't take advantage. Be a, be a kind person, I guess. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people who are listening to Amsterdam right now, they usually have a day job and they, they try to take their, their spare time into what they pursue. But a right. lot of times that mentality comes with like almost like an alter ego, right? Like a, like a Batman Bruce Wayne type deal. But your pursuit in wrestling is actually character based. Like, yeah. talk, talk to me about the character. How'd you lean into it? How's it different well, than how you are now? Usually, like, what what's the nuance there? It's 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 crazy because a lot of people don't know me as that character, right? This this evil kind of an asshole guy who who has all this money and and he's a kind of a coward at the same sense where I have these big guys backing me up so I can talk all my shit and run away. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, realistic, <laughs> realistically speaking, it's funny that, 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 that people look at this and they get all, uh, all confused because I'm this happy, jokey person in real life. But honestly speaking, that person that is, that's like an internal character of mine, right? It's an internal thing that I always kind of been. It's just exaggerated to the tops, to the nines, if you will. So yeah. it's, it sounds like kind of stupid, but it's like it, in order for you to portray any character, I feel like you have to go into yourself and pull something out that's already there. And right. realistically, the, 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 and I said this to Kishi too, the Humza Mania character you see, the smiles and the, oh my God, da, 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 that's more of a, of, a, of a character I created so I can be more presentable in the, in the, in the, in the mainstream area, right? But right. realistically speaking, that asshole you see on every Tuesday on Powerbomb on Twitch, that's the guy that's inside of me. Yeah. And I just bring it out to the nines. Well, I remember in the, in the process of I don't like I won't expose the business here. But I remember the process of you really honing the craft, trying to figure out which elements to pull from, like how he stood, how he prayed, all that thing was the, the things we think about the nuance of the character. But yep. the question I, I have for you: when you do something so well and so long, does that character bleed into you normally? Do you become the Steve Urkel when you go out to the grocery store? You know what I'm saying? Like, does it become one? One 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 giant person. Yes. From the moment setup of production starts to the moment we leave, I start becoming an asshole to everybody around me. I shit on the ref. <laughs> I, I talk crap to the wrestlers. And I really get people riled up. And, and, and it makes for a better show. Like, I, I the characters are, are so much fun to me. But it's also fun when you when you really live and breathe that character. So when we do that, it also ends up everyone else starts playing their character in the back, back, uh, in backstage area. So we start building up this, this, this animosity, this steam. So when we hit the curtain, it's already there. It's not yeah. a switch we have to turn on. It's already there. Then we get to the ring and we interact with each other. And then, you know, we give hugs afterwards. So to me, it's, 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 it's one of those things where I, as soon as I get there, I turn on completely. And if I don't, then my energy is going to go down. I'd rather keep it up. So if someone's never saw wrestling before, how would you describe your character then? Oh, just a, a, a very wealthy person who purchases protection around him whilst talking shit to everybody and getting people <laughs> riled up. There you go. I, I, I love it, man. Uh, as, as someone that's trying to navigate this new era of representation, is there any kind of pressure to represent a certain portrayal of people of your culture? Yes, and this is the biggest struggle I go with. So I, I have an accent on the show, and one of the things a lot of my myself, as along with a lot of Pakistanis, don't like is that we always get portrayed with an accent. There's always an accent, accent. And if you're listening to me talk right now, I don't have a Pakistani accent. I sound American. You so, sound Floridian, actually. That's Floridian. It's like y'all, y'all know this is how I sound. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Publix. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> How do you know about Publix? What's uh, <laughs> up, baby? You know what's up. <laughs> so, 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 uh, it, it's to me is we want to be a little bit more portrayed outside of the regular stereotypes that you see, and you, we want to be shown as everyday things that we do. Like Mustafa Ali, for example, does that pretty well, in my opinion. He's just a guy on TV. He's not a Muslim guy on TV. He's not a Pakistani guy on TV. He's a wrestler, right? And that's what you know him first and foremost as his character has nothing to do with with Pakistan and nothing to do with Islam or religion. So that's and my thing is I have to put my foot in the door first. So I always introduce myself and what they expect. Right. Same with comedy. When they first see us, they physically have a notion in their head. So we got to explain that that notion. And then we got to break that character and we have to start slowly showing them who we really are. And that's how people fall in love, in my opinion. Right. They get to know you on a personal level. And I would like to show that. Because you see this person in front of you, once you get to know them, uh, we're just like everybody else. And I want to create that connection, hopefully, in the future, if I can. Yeah, not to make this a wrestling po- podcast, but how do you feel about the the reversal, I guess, in Apollo Cruz's case, go, going from <laughs> more presentable to being more ethically based? Um, I loved it. I loved it. And here's why I loved it. It's because, one, they explained a little bit of a story about how Apollo didn't want to, you know, get rid of his accent and stuff, but he did it to fit in there, and that's why he wasn't getting anywhere. So he embraced his own culture, he embraced his own race, and that's how he's getting to the top, which yeah. gives a little bit – it's not like, you know, Kofi's situation where he just lost the accent. Uh, yeah. And I loved it, but to be honest, that's exactly why I picked up an accent on my show. Kishi was telling me over and over again, and I was kind of fighting it, fighting it. I was like, no, I don't want to. I want to talk normal. And then the one promo I cut with the accent, with the languages in it, ended up being the most over thing that, that I've done. Yeah. So there's a, there's, a, there's a method to the madness, right? There's, a, there's, a, there's a, uh, a character that you can build around it. But at the same token, uh, you got to keep in mind where, what direction you want to go and make sure you lead into that direction. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to think of long term. Uh, oh. Appreciate Apollo, though, but man, that because of his accent change and the way he did it, that's yeah. the reason I started doing it too. Uh, for those of us who don't know about the wrestling arts and sciences, Apollo has embraced a Nigerian character, much like his heritage. So that's the mm-hmm. kind of thing there. But uh, I see you flying back and forth, man, being bi coastal, making things happen on both sides of the United States. How has your experience been, especially in the last past year, about two different interpretations of, of normal life, the pandemic, all of that, as you've been making your travels? Uh, Dude, if I uh, first and foremost, I want to thank Delta Airlines, man. Delta Airlines. I don't know about y'all, but I've flown on so many different airlines that I canceled each one of them each time I fly. Delta has been so consistent for me. So if y'all are listening, Delta, send me some free tickets or something. I don't know, but I love you guys. Thank you. Um, to be honest, uh, it's it's thrown me for a loop. I, I it's been rough being back and forth because when I'm not in LA, my LA stuff kind of stops falling apart a bit, and I'm in Orlando trying to get stuff together for my parents and my family, but also be in that environment. Uh, then when I come back, it's got, I got to fix this stuff. And then by the time I'm here, my dad's needing things there. So it's, it's, it gets a little disheartening because when I do come back, there's like three, four days of like my mental is completely off. And it just doesn't want to do anything and jet lag and all that stuff. Uh, but it's just things that I have to get done in order to make everything happen. You know, there's, yeah. there's a culture part of me that I have to take care of because it's just family, you know, and that's just how we grow up. And my parents don't have anyone else. So I got to I gotta be there to help them out when they need it, help them with the house, things around the house, things like that. But same token, I got to make my life happen too. And like I told Keish, I wish that Florida and California could just be merged together so I don't have to fly five hours back and forth each time, you know? Yeah. How was that during the pandemic, though? Was that more difficult with the, just the protocols, the cultural things? or? 
No, actually, the pandemic made travel easier uh, because there was no one flying. So went through the airport every time five seconds and then all the seats were blocked off. So you had like a whole row to yourself and then the ticket was like eighteen dollars. You know, I had to fly the plane myself, but the ticket was eighteen dollars. It's uh, it's your airlines. <laughs> now I try to look up tickets. I'm trying to go to New York to see my niece and they're like six, seven hundred bucks. I'm like, all right, they're, they're playing me. But traveling was not bad. It's just that the, the landing and, and getting into the zone of things, that is what got to me. A couple months ago, I guess almost a year ago, you were on my sister's show, What's Up Level After Hours, and I asked you this question, but I asked you again a little bit later than that. Do you consider yourself a success? Why or why not? Oh, uh, if I do I consider myself a success? Yes and no. Yes it, to my personal self that I've been able to do things that I've always dreamed about doing, and I try to go out there and at least put my effort into it. And I give myself a lot of kudos for that because most people won't get on stage and try to count comedy, won't get behind a uh, camera and, and do do hosting. They won't jump into a ring and take a bump, right? So, so with that being said, I'm just happy that I got a chance to try it at least to know if it's for me or not. Uh, no, in the sense of um, I want to have a bigger influence when I get there. So until I'm able to to help my people have like an identity on screen that could be like, oh, he's Pakistani and he wears this, so I can wear this, or he talks like this, so I can do this, right? A little bit of representation. That's going to be my biggest success is when I'm able to 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 be that guy on TV for anyone or get someone else that's Pakistani on screen instead to where they can deliver that message. But either way, someone's got to be there. That's a good point. Is there anything left on the, on the bucket list, I guess, the things you want to accomplish or? No, I got, I got, dude, I got to tell myself to, to stick to one thing at this point. So yeah. I, I got to put my efforts into everything that I'm doing right now uh, with, with wrestling. We've been, we have a, a live show coming up July 17th. Uh, it's a humongous, humongous card. It's one of our first live shows. Uh, we're also in talks of going back to the Philippines, which we were supposed to do for a tour there. Uh, so there's a lot going on when it comes to that. I'll do stand-up as it comes, but right now I want to put all my eggs into one basket and kind of see yeah. where that goes. So usually the cliche question that podcast people ask is, do you have any advice? And Whatever. But I'm going to do that a little bit on the head, though. But someone that does a lot of things, they seem to be very disparate. It's not like you're a writer, an editor, a copywriter. You're like wrestling, you're comedy, you're, you're, you're doing character work. What do you do? How do you push yourself through those days? What advice do you have for someone else in days you're not feeling it, when you just want to have a break, oh. your, your brain wants a day off, but your body knows it has to go? What makes you push on? Uh, that's the thing. I don't. I okay. take that day. So I feel like if you feel like your brain doesn't want to do it, it's not in the mood, it's, it's, it's getting to you, it's getting too much. Uh, I take that day for myself because one thing I realized is I could output a lot of, of, of things that I want to do. I could output a lot, lot, lot. But once I get depleted to zero, uh, my outputs are not uh, up to quality, like the way I want them to be. So better than to produce some crap and say, here's crap for you guys, I decide <laughs> to take that day off because if you're tuning in, man, the way I look at it is if you're sitting there and watching even five minutes of my stand-up, you could be doing something else. So the least I'm going to do is entertain you or try to entertain you uh, to the best of my abilities because that's I think it's pretty messed up to be like, you know, I'm not feeling it today, so you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. Take the day. Dang. Take the day. Drop the mic right there. Yo, Hamza, so glad you rolled with us this afternoon. You Amsterdam Radio. If someone want to check you out, stalk you, see all your videos, how to go about doing that? Uh, Hamza underscore mania. So Hamza, H-U-M-Z-A underscore mania, M-A-N-I-A. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on YouTube, I don't have a page for myself, but anything Knox Pro. Knox Pro is K-N-O-K-X-P-R-O. Uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, you'll see me on their programs. 
Uh, is it what every every week's a show, and then a preview every month? Every or? every every Tuesday is the live show at seven thirty p.m. PST, uh, so Pacific time, ten thirty on the East. And then the live shows we're gonna start doing it will be our pay per views every month, and we always book some great talents. I mean, we've had what RVD on before, Ray Mysterio. We got Vampiro booked for the seventeenth, so it's gonna be a, a a great time. Wait, what's Vampiro doing? Is he wrestling? Shh. Oh, we can't say that. He's, he's on the flyer. Yeah, he's, he's on the flyer. flyer. <laughs> You guys are ready to podcast for creative hums and made it. Make sure you check them out. Follow them. You know the deal. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.